You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. We are so excited you are tuning in today. Make sure to hit that subscribe button to never miss an upcoming episode and leave us a little five-star review while you're at it if you are loving the show. It truly means the absolute world to us and really helps us grow this show a ton. Now, today's guest is the absolute gem of a human being, Corey Butler. Corey is a Boise, Idaho-based mom of two boys and a teacher turned photographer running her full-time family photography business from home. Corey specializes in family photography and finds joy in capturing the real and raw moments that unfold during her sessions. Her style is pretty much the exact opposite of those stiff, hyper-posed, awkward JCPenney catalog family photos. So we wanted to have her on the show today to really dive into how to create family photos that are rich in feeling and storytelling versus cliche and overdone. Now, today's conversation with Corey is freaking fire, you guys. Whether you are a family photographer or just wanting to learn about what to look for in a photographer with your own family photos, or I guess how to be more comfortable, you are in the right spot. I mean, actually, to be honest, I would even say any photographer could and should also learn and listen from this episode. There are just so many priceless nuggets of wisdom in here on client experience, communication, and interaction. Like, oh, Corey, so good. So what exactly do we talk about in this episode? I am so glad you asked. Buckle up. Today, Corey spilled all of her wisdom on how to avoid cheesy JCPenney style photos, what steps you should take to prepare your clients for their session ahead of time, how to get clients comfortable on the actual shoot, and what to say before ever pulling out your camera, how to approach interacting with younger kids who aren't always the most reliable in behavior, her favorite poses and thoughts for posing older teens or kids during family sessions, and so much more. There is seriously the biggest goldmine of information and encouragement in this episode. I I promise you are going to walk away with your mind blown and your passion ignited. So I'm going to shut up now so we can bring the real star on the show today. Everyone get ready to learn from the best. Let's get Corey on the show. I've got two words for you that will seriously uplevel your business. You ready for it? Niche down. We're sure you've heard it a million times, huh? Like everyone and their mom tells you to niche down, but maybe you're still struggling to see the benefits. Well, we're here to tell you from experience, it will in fact help you sell and scale in the long run. And once we actually did niche down ourselves, um, it worked. Our businesses soared. Which is why we want to give you an explanation and then teach you step-by-step exactly how to niche down. You excited? Because we know that we are. Go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash niche to begin the process of honing in on your area of expertise. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Corey Butler, welcome back to the podcast, my friend. Oh my goodness. Hello. Hello. I'm so excited for this You have no idea. I'm so happy to be here. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. For anybody that's listening, way back when you were on episode 65, where it was like a joint 
uh, student spill the tea episode on me and Evie as educators as, you know, one of our past workshop students. Um, but for anybody who hasn't listened to that episode, can you just like introduce yourself, tell us your story, tell us what you do and why? Absolutely. So first and foremost, thank you guys so much for having me. You already know how excited I am to be here, but it's just always an absolute honor to do anything with the both of you. So I just adore you and I'm so grateful to be no, here with you. We oh my love gosh. you so much. It's an you. honor having I you love here. You. <laughs> okay. So for those of you who don't know me, I'm Corey Butler. I'm a photographer based in Boise, Idaho. And uh, while I do take on a very small handful of weddings each year, family photography most definitely has my heart. Um, I'm a wife to my high school sweetheart and hunk of a husband, Nick. (laughs) And I'm a mother to two boys who I'm so grateful that I get to be home with while I run my business. Um, If I'm not behind my camera, you can find us exploring Idaho or honestly, just like maxing and relaxing in our backyard. Like that's our favorite <laughs> place to be. That's I amazing. I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, you talked about your heart being family photos and we want to dive straight on into that. So that is your niche. That is your specialty. My question for you and kind of starting off, Corey, is like, how did you get into family photography? Like, did you start there or did it kind of evolve from something else? Yeah. Um, well, I, f- I feel like I started in a way that many photographers begin. I left my career. Um, I used to teach. I have five years of teaching um, elementary education. And so um, I left my career to be home with my firstborn. And I knew that I needed to preserve those moments at home with him. So after a lot of like self-hyping up, because I was so intimidated by my camera, um, it was a Canon 6D that was gifted to me. And I had no idea how to use the dang thing. Uh, (laughs) But I started documenting like the little moments of our day, our ins and outs together. And that brought me so much joy. Um, I mean, at the time, I didn't know what Lightroom was. I didn't even know how to shoot in manual, but I would just take photos and then literally like, (laughs) you know how the 60s have that Wi-Fi compatibility that you can like shoot them over to your phone? Yes. (laughs) I would literally just like take the photos and then send the raw to my phone and then post it on social media because I didn't know that people like edited. (laughs) I didn't know what that was. And I became pretty passionate about it. And that turned into me documenting my friends and their families. It was like, the perfect creative outlet. And and I shot it all in the beginning. I tried seniors, newborn, couples, families. At one point, I even committed to a dog, a dog birthday party, which, oh. <laughs> which fell through, honestly, thankfully, because I was like, wait, what? What am I committing to? But it was all for free. It was all for fun. But it didn't take me long to realize what I loved to document and what honestly came more naturally to me. And that was working with families. Mm. Okay. Well, let's just like dive into it. Like Evie said, because you, I I like hearing that backstory because you are genuinely one of the most talented family photographers I have seen ever. Um, Like your work is absolutely incredible. And so like, let's just start off by talking about how I like some family photography, you know, some, not all, uh, can be super (laughs) cheesy. And like, when I say cheesy, I'm like, 
okay, awkward hand on the shoulder poses, like the yes. cupping like of JC the shoulder. Money. Yes. yes. Or like, or like, we're talking like flash on the beach at noon with full sun, but with like a family wearing all khaki and white and like the cheese level is really there. And it's just like these awkward stiff, you know what I'm talking about when oh, I yeah. say like family photos are typically considered, I feel like cheesy m- most like around the world. Right. So my question is how have you photographed families in a non-cheesy way? Like we want all the juice. Okay. I know I'm like literally the scene that you just painted for me is not <laughs> my thing. It's not my right. thing. Uh, it's like your work is the exact opposite of yeah, that. Like flash on a beach at noon. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, and truly, I feel like literally the entire episode could revolve around this singular question because I feel like as simplistic as it may seem to get those candid moments, there's so much that goes into family, like good candid family photography that makes you feel. Um, and quite frankly, I'm really uncomfortable with the thought of someone staring directly into my camera and smiling for an extended period of time. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds awful for me. It sounds awful for them. So (laughs) I work really hard to create an environment where the entire family feels at ease with me. There's a lot of prep work that goes into family photos and it's my job to set up those expectations well beforehand so that the parents know it's more of like an adventurous play date in in nice outfits rather than what some would call like dreaded family photos. So I feel like the prep work begins with that first initial stop at my website or my Instagram page. I want them to know who I am, what I do, and how I can serve them before they even send in that initial inquiry. So this might sound harsh, but it helps like weed out the clients that might not be a good fit for the style of photography that I do. Because I mean, maybe not everybody wants that candid, you know, lifestyle type imagery. Um, And so I've learned over the years, and honestly, with the two of you, especially with my time at the Heart and Hustle Workshop, back in, what was it? 2019. I feel like it was just yesterday. 2019. Um, you guys gave me that permission that it's, it's okay to not be for everyone. And Mm. that was so encouraging for me because, you know, flashback to that point in time in my business, I was trying to please and cater to every single inquiry that came my way. Um, and I was born thin burnt out. And that's not fair to me. It's not fair to my family. And it's quite frankly, it's a disservice, you know, to the clients that do end up booking with you. So once we've established that we are a good fit, we've set up the date, contracts have been signed, retainers have been paid, all the good things. I send them a family session welcome guide. And I feel like that's a really vital piece of my workflow. Um, And in the welcome guide, I paint a picture of what my sessions entail. Because again, you're just setting up that expectation so that they know what to expect and you're putting them at ease. Um, and Lindsay, you had mentioned like, how do you, how do you get like no cheese? Like you don't want the cheesy stuff. I actually have a page <laughs> in my welcome guide that's titled no cheese, please. Because oh, I love, I love it. Yeah. Because I don't want them to smile directly at the camera the entire time. So by you know, providing them with prompts or guidance throughout, I'm taking that pressure off of them. And I'm letting them know like, your kids are the star of the show, whatever they want to do, we're going to follow their lead. And it's what I like to call controlled chaos. Like I welcome it. 
And at some point in the session, it never fails. I end up looking at the mom and I'm like, I know (laughs) this may feel a little chaotic, but just trust me, (laughs) these will translate beautifully. And this will be images. These will all be images that you love. So I just, and I'll show them the back of my camera every so often. I try not to do that a whole lot, but I do because I want them to know like, this is normal. The chaos mm-hmm. is normal. And I don't want them leaving thinking, well, I hope she got one. Like I don't, I don't want yeah. that. I want them to know, like, I will tell you, tell your story and it will be beautiful. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like the more that you can just set them up for success with their, with the expectations, the better, you know? Yes. Yeah. Well, I love that you actually said set expectations. Cause I think, I mean, so often like our families, like our clients are not photographers, usually they're not in the photo industry. And I think, I feel like as you were talking, one of the reasons I think family photography does go towards maybe the cheesy posed route is because I think a bulk, maybe this is like a question that I would love to ask you, but like a bulk of family photos in my brain are usually like minis for Mm -hmm. Christmas cards. Mm -hmm. I mean, not always, but like, I feel like that's a really common thing. And so a a lot of people I think want that, or I mean, even framed on your wall, like they want the, the posed image of everybody smiling at the camera to like right. share with friends and family. But then some people like don't want that. And some people do naturally want like the, you know, the, what I'm not looking at the camera, but I think that's maybe the root of where it comes from is, yeah. or, or maybe like the eighties classic, like really awkward family photos <laughs> <laughs> where they're la- laying on top of each other. Yes. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my God. Or, like matching like ugly sweaters. Yeah. It's the yes. but. I, I like that you said, like, educate them and, and just mentioning the welcome guide, because I think without having, if you don't, if you haven't worked with a photographer that works like you, Corey, you might not know that that's what to expect. Like you might genuinely come into a session thinking like, oh, okay, like she's going to pose me or like, you know, whatever. Right. Um, and from the opposite end, like for a photographer that's wanting to get into family photography or already is, and just wants to get more into like the kind of style that you do. I love that you just set that tone and that expectation. I mean, we teach that even for couple foot. I mean, you should do that no matter what right. I think, like niche you're in, just like setting the expectation before. Cause I feel like if you wait for all the communication and expectation setting to be on the shoot, mm-hmm. like you've already missed a huge opportunity. Absolutely. And I've done so many polls on Instagram where I've, a- I've straight up asked anybody that's following along with me. And I feel like I have a really authentic following of like, mothers and families in general, but I will straight up ask, what is your fear? Like what is holding you back from booking your dream photographer? And without fail, the number one fear is their child's behavior and the unpredictability that comes from kids. So when you, as the photographer, when you release the parents of that pressure, like I know children, there is the, there is the chance that your children might behave and that's okay. Or uh, I know that your child might not smile at the camera the entire time. That's okay. It's almost like you are letting them know, Hey, I get it. Cause I've been there, but trust me, I got this and you're going to love your gallery. It's, you just have to like prepare them and you want them to know how confident you are in your abilities. Ooh, I love this. Okay. <laughs> I want to ask maybe like, I don't, for the, the listener right now who either is a family photographer or is wanting to niche down further into that, do you kind of have rules or or guidelines or anything that you kind of follow with on the session, maybe a little bit more of putting kids and parents at ease in the moment? 
Yes, I would say, and it, it actually piggybacks from what I was just commenting on perfectly. Um, it is all about that confidence that you need the parents to understand that you are in control and they you just need them to show up. You know, yeah. like the hardest part, in my opinion, and from a lot of parents, you know, after speaking with them post-session, the hardest part for a parent should be picking and coordinating outfits. That should be the hardest thing for them to do. Um, and even that, a lot of photographers nowadays, self-included, will will have a hand in that. Yeah. Um, so I really do believe that if the parents can just get there, the rest is up to the photographer. It is your job as the family photographer to have confidence in what you're doing mm-hmm. and run the show. I mean, I try to explain it to my husband. Like, I feel like I'm hosting a party (laughs) when I leave for a family session, because when I get there, I'm on, I mean, (laughs) even on like the drive there, I am like, I've got songs that like jack me up and get me ready to (laughs) rock and roll because you have to be on. So when you, and, and, and that's not to say that you need to be you know, ridiculous like I am during my sessions. I mean, there's so many different ways to go about family photography. But for me personally, I really put everything I've got into it. My energy is is left with the family at the end of a session. So as far as like rules or guidelines, I would just say, show up, give it all that you've got for that family and help them prepare ahead of time so that when they show up, they know exactly what the session is going to look like. They know exactly what's going to happen after the session. Um, and then they can just be, you know, mm-hmm. and they don't have to focus so much on like, oh, okay, wh- where are my hands supposed to be? What am I supposed to be doing? Just take control of your of your families. Like that's your yeah. job as the photographer. Oh, that's so good. I have a question that's not written down. It's one from my brain. Um, Bring it out. Well, the written down questions <laughs> were from my brain, but previous Lindsay's brain. Anyway, um... I have a question. Do you, I I know I do for like couple sessions, but for you, when you get on the session, like you just got out of your car and you just met up with your family. Mm -hmm. Do you have like, I mean, once you like kind of like, you know, chat or whatever, and you get started, like you pull your camera out. Do you have like a speech or that sounds too even formal, but like, do you have something that you say to every single family to like loosen them up? Could we like role play for a second? Like, hi, I'm here. I was just, yeah, here's my kids. Like, (laughs) (laughs) okay. Yes, I totally do. A spiel is what I will refer to it as. Yes, I do. And I feel like I might modify it a bit per family because truly I feel like I get to know my clients so well because I'm in communication with typically the mom. Actually, I would say 99% of the time, it's the mom that I'm in communication with leading up to the session. But by the time that we show up, we're like best friends. Like we, I know exactly what they're going to be wearing. I know, I mean, I probably know the perfume that they have on. We've been talking so much. I just feel like (laughs) I know the ins and outs of them. So we also typically, um, here in Idaho, a lot of the locations that I go to involve a little bit of a walk. So I get to know the clients. So it's a little bit of conversation back and forth, walking into location. And then once we've arrived to our spot and my camera is on my shoulder, I, I push it to the behind and I get everybody in front of me and I say, okay, connection is everything. That's like the first thing that I tell them. Connection is everything. If you feel like there's a gap between you and a family member, close it. If you don't know what to do with your hands, put them on somebody. Like This is all about love and connection. So where you feel a gap, like I said, close that. 
Find connection with somebody. If your daughter's in front of you, um, put your hand on her shoulder, pull her in closer. I don't want, I don't want any gaps. Like that's the biggest thing. And the word connection is used literally throughout the session. Um, and then I let them know too, because there are some moments of silence and that's always, they think to themselves, Oh, maybe, maybe we're not doing something right. I let them know ahead of time. If I'm going to give you prompts and I'm going to guide you throughout the whole session. But if you don't hear me, it's because what you are doing is perfect. And I want to document it from every angle. So you just keep on loving on each other. Keep finding that connection. Um, keep playing with the hair, whatever you're doing. If you don't hear me, is perfect. And I want you to keep doing that. Um, and, and then I also let them know again, like I said, your kids are the stars of the shows, what they want to do. We follow if they're happy, we're happy. Right. So, um, and I tell them like, let's just loosen up a bit. I shake my shoulders around. They shake those, their shoulders around. I usually have music playing in the background. We'll dance a little bit. I try to like get giggles from the kids too, before I even put the camera in their face. So that's kind of how I begin. And like I said, I might, I may modify it per, you know, different families, but that's like the gist of what I usually say. Connection is everything. Fill those gaps, love on each other, stay connected. No oh, pressure. I love this. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> I, I have, you kind of answered this, but when you said, you know, there might be gaps of, of silence or, you know, mm-hmm. from, from me as the photographer, you're doing great. I was going to ask, and then you kind of answered it. Do you play music on family sessions? Because, I mean, you know this, Corey, but Lindsay and I are major believers of music on like couple sessions. And even depending on a wedding day or an elopement day, depending on your couple and what the day is, all that stuff. But as you were talking, I was like, oh, does does music work for family sessions? Or is that too much stimulation for kids? Does it overstimulate them, overwhelm them? I just would love to hear your thoughts on, on playing music and well, family I also, sessions. I also, a tag on to that is what kind of music, like, do you play like kids bop or is it like that just completely? She's like, do you, cause I, in my brain, I'm like, do you do the same music that you would do for a couple session? I have questions. Okay. So I always create, um, unique playlist for every single session. So I'll ask the Mm. families if they have what genre they like, their top three favorite artists, and if they have any soundtracks from movies that they enjoy to listen or watch as a family. Soundtracks is everything. And and it never fails. Like, I feel like The Greatest Showman is always uh, a soundtrack. And Scene 2 is also an amazing soundtrack that a lot of parents love. So yes, everything is uniquely created for my clients. And I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. Family sessions, and I'm sure you can envision this, family sessions are so rambunctious sometimes. We don't stay stagnant for a long time. So Mm -hmm. there have been times where my little speaker, I'm like, where did we start? (laughs) (laughs) All of a sudden, sudden, there's no music. I don't hear anything playing. How did we get this far? Because the (laughs) the kids are in charge. So while we do typically start with music, we don't always end with music because right. we roam. We totally wander and we adventure and the kids literally lead the way. So sometimes we don't end up near the speaker. <laughs> I love this. I have, can you, Corey, kind of dive into what you mean? Like me, give us an example of what you mean when you keep saying the kids are in charge and we follow the kids lead. Like, can you give us a practical, tangible, what do you mean by that? If they start sprinting down the hill, does the whole family start sprinting down the hill? <laughs> like, what do you oh mean? God. Oh my God, that gave me goosebumps because that's terrifying. <laughs> Come back. Um, okay, what I mean by that is, I feel, again, like I said, energy is such a huge proponent to what 
happens or carries out in a session, right? So as long as mom and dad are at ease and the kids are at ease, we good. So if they want to go over to this patch of flowers and smell them, oh, please do. I am here for that. And I always give kids the option. Like for example, if I have a, I just had a family of four and I knew ahead of time that their youngest one was a bit particular about whether she wanted to be held or on the ground and all those things. So she was the one that I always gave the option. Do you want to be in someone's hands or do you want to be on the blanket? Do you want to stand or do you want to sit? Do you want to roam or do you want to stay put? I always give the kids the option and they're the ones that lead the session. And and they'll they'll tell you, kids, kids will tell you what they want to do. Mm-hmm. I want to stand. Okay, then let's stand. Okay, mom and dad, I want you guys right behind her and I want him to be in your arms. I want her to be here. And then I position them and from there then we let the connection ensue. We let whatever's going to happen, happen with easy open-ended prompts. But that's kind of what I mean. But literally, if I had a child that was like wanting to run down the hill, we run down the hill. We will run (laughs) down the hill and follow where they want to be. Obviously, I try to keep them in a specific location because that's where the lighting might be best. But Mm -hmm. truly, they are in charge and mm. what they want to do, we do. Because have you ever tried to pick up a child and they're, they flail and they're kicking about, <laughs> yeah. no, I, yep. I don't want to be in your arms right now. Okay, girl, you don't have to be in my, you can, we will sit. Do you want to sit? We Whatever they want to do, that's what we do because we need them to be happy during this yeah. hour. <laughs> well, I love that you mentioned that just because I think a lot of, I think the anxiety around family sessions for the parents comes from, again, that fear that like my kids won't behave. And so as when you, as the photographer release that pressure to like not put the kids in a position where they're forced to do something, which is obviously going to always lead to like meltdowns usually. Um, I, I love that you, you almost have to go with the flow. And I almost think like that goes so well with candid movement-based photos that your style is known for versus like forcing people to smile and look stiff and be like picture perfect. Yes. That's it. That's exactly it. And I feel like by allowing them to move and just be, you're going to document their family for exactly who they are. I cannot tell you how many photos I have of like a family on a blanket, but then there's this one child (laughs) that has a stick and they're like in front of the blanket and they're like pointing the stick in there. And I'm like, Oh yes, don't stop them, mom. (laughs) No, no, no. Like this is, this is beautiful. And I document it and those photos end up being their favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Listen up entrepreneurs. Do you ever struggle with getting all of the nutrients that you need in a day? Cause let's be real. You are busy as heck. Same. Introducing Athletic Greens. We've started taking AG1 because we wanted to see what all of the hype was about. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Literally all the things. Yes, AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. And a friend of ours describes it as white gummy bear flavor, and that is very accurate. (laughs) Yes, it's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself, and your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in the winter months when you don't get as much sunlight. 
To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash heart. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash heart to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Have you ever been working with your team on a project and you're trying to do everything over email? And let's be real, things work well enough in the beginning, but once you start adding more than a couple of people or sharing more than a couple of files, the whole thing becomes a big old mess. We relate to that big time. We uh, started our team communication via text messaging. So let's just say that got very messy very fast. (laughs) Yes, this is where Basecamp comes in. Basecamp is designed to make managing projects easy for everyone. Basecamp offers a straightforward concept of project management, and it allows collaboration with internal team and clients. Yes, a lot of Basecamp customers use it to collaborate with clients, but it was also built to help teams stay in the loop of the work they need to do without overwhelming everyone with countless emails and notifications. The company as a whole is big on work-life balance, and you know we love that here too. Go to Basecamp.com forward slash heart and sign up today to start a free 30-day trial. There's no credit card required and you can cancel online at any time. Yes, if you want to know if Basecamp is right for your team, signing up for a trial is the best way to do so. Remember to go to Basecamp.com forward slash heart to get your free trial. Thank you, Basecamp, for sponsoring this episode. Well, I was just saying, do you ever have to, you probably do this in your welcome guide, but like, do you ever have to like tell moms like, no, let them be weird? Like, don't try to perfect them all the time. Yep. It's okay. Let them do what they, oh, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. Let it happen. And they, and they just stand back. And, and even with the binky, like if I have a really little one that comes on set, I am, I just about said on set, like I run, <laughs> like I run a production. Okay. If you I, do <laughs> kind of, I guess, but if I ever have a family, you know, and, and their little one is getting a little bit fussy and they put in the binky, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I I'm going to take this picture. Cause a lot of parents are like, no, no, let me take it out. And I'm like, no, <laughs> keep it in. Like yeah. in five years from now, I doubt they're going to be sucking on a binky. So let's yeah. document this because this is who they are right now. And you're going to want this photo. And so I truly just try to encourage, and it's in the welcome guide. I say it verbally, let them, let them be because yeah. that's what you want documented. Oh, I just, I think there's such power and beauty in that. And if there are family photographers listening to this right now, or even I guess if you are someone who wants to have family photos taken, just listen to that. Because I think, Corey, your approach to that in family photos is one of the most, like, I don't know that I've actually ever heard of another family photographer who says that. Granted, I don't have kids yet. So I haven't really like <laughs> dove into the family and I'm not, in the family photography niche as a photographer anyways. But there's such power and beauty in documenting like the little things, like if they suck their thumb, if they have a binky, if they, you know, if they are playing with the stick or with some flowers or, you know, looking at the ground at some ants, like Mm -hmm. it's our instinct, I think, is to try to corral that type of behavior and be like, no, 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 sit and smile at the camera. But why? Like yeah, why, yeah. why it's not storytelling that way. Yeah. It's, it's documenting, I guess, just like one single snapshot frame of a post. It's like moment. Yeah. But there is something just, I just wanted to like, just highlight what you just said, Corey, because I think that is one of the most powerful approaches to family photography, whether you're doing, you know, more outdoorsy and slightly like adventurous kind of the way you do Corey, or Mm -hmm. if you are doing it in a a studio, doing mini sessions for holiday or whatever, just 
hold on to what Corey just said, because that is so freaking beautiful and so powerful. You are storytelling that season of the family and of those kids' ages. And there is something really precious and powerful in that, that the families are going to really love looking back on in years to come. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, me as a parent, that's, I kind of laugh at my expectations when my boys were like two and three and four. It's like, no, that's ridiculous. Let yeah. them be. And those are always, those are my favorite photos. Cause now, you know, my oldest is seven and Brooks just turned five. And I'm like, I look back at those photos and of course they're not smiling at the camera. Like, and why would I expect that? You know, that's yeah. not who they are. They're on the go. So yeah, those candid ones just truly have my heart. I love it. I love that. Also, I completely like black. I don't know why I blocked out out of like this memory, but like at the Seattle workshop, like the heart and hustle or the heart workshop way back in the day, you photographed me and Eloise. So I'm like, as you're talking, yes. I'm like, yeah, she does this. And I'm like, how do I know that? Oh, wait, does. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay's like, how have I had experience? Oh, I feel like that's what I'm saying. Like, like motherhood brain, I guess. But like, oh, um, you literally, like, I think I just have the experience of you literally doing that for me and Eloise when she was like, I, I'm literally like five months old because uh, I brought yeah. my child to my own workshop because that's <laughs> just what we did. Um, and that was just so much fun. Like, oh, um, that was the best. That was the best. And oh my God, like fangirling. I was like, I'm taking Lindsay's photos right now. What is, <laughs> what is this? Even like going through and picking out outfits and all that stuff. I mean, because obviously you have an aesthetic that I am here for. So, <laughs> I mean, that was just the best. I'm still so appreciative that you that you went along with that idea. <laughs> well, and I also like brought like the most like bougie aesthetic outfits for Eloise on Here that trip. Because I was like, yes, we're going to get some good stuff. Anyways, um, okay. I'm excited to ask this question because I can imagine any family photographer listening to this, they're like, yes, I'm on board. Dope. This is all good. However, I think a lot of, I've just heard this question so much. A lot of family photographers struggle less with maybe families with little kids, but a lot of, I think what we hear is like, what the heck do you do with with a family session where the kids are like 15 and older, like basically adults? Like you can't always just be like, okay, dad, throw your 16 year old over your shoulder up in the air. Like (laughs) that's just not realistic. So do you have any go-to prompts for more like grown up families with children? Yeah. Well, not even with children, like with adult children. Yes. Oh my God. Another good visual from you. Thank you for that. Um, (laughs) Okay. So being totally transparent with you, I mean, most of my clients at this point, if not all, they, they, they do have younger children. However, there, there definitely was a time that I photographed families with older kids. And while those sessions, you know, like you had mentioned, they're not as unique or high energy as the younger kids. Oh my God. I feel like there's something so beautiful about uh, being able to give really intentional prompts and guidance Mm. to a family where every single member can like listen and follow along. (laughs) That's (laughs) true. Because that doesn't happen, you know, with, with the younger children. So, I mean, I would say the same with older kids as I would with, with the younger, you still need to tap into who they are as human beings to, you know, break that ice prior to the session beginning. Um, whether that be small talk on the walk-in or conversation, because they have to trust you just like the the younger ones do. I mean, the younger ones, some of them are scared of me when we start the session. If they've never met me before, they kind of look at me like, I don't know who you are. Same with the older kids. They are like, we don't want to be here. You know what I mean? Teenagers. Yeah. 
Yeah. We don't want to be here. My mom is making me do this or I got a $20 bill in my pocket because I'm here. So like you have to tap into who they are, get that guard down and you'll have a much easier time. I feel like getting that pure, authentic interaction from them. And like we kind of talked about, like having a spiel beforehand, I give a little pep talk prior to my sessions, especially if there were older children, because it's even more important to set them up for success because they're listening to that pep talk. You know what I mean? They're listening. So I let them know, Hey, what we're about to do might make you feel silly. The prompts I'm going to give might be a little bit ridiculous, but that's the point. Like I'm here to get the genuine reaction because you're going to laugh at what we're doing. You know what I mean? Like I have an example um, for you guys that I want to share because I pull it out when I have those older kids in front of the camera. Randomly during a session, I will holler, find a face. And they have to quickly look at someone. And the goal is to not make eye contact with anyone. And it's, <laughs> it is so funny. And the, and the older kids, you can't not laugh while you're playing this game with your family. And it, it, it always works. It always causes laughter. And another prompt that I do, you know, good old fashioned group hugs, bear hugs, where you're all still facing the camera. This just allows them to get close, you know, bit more mm-hmm. candid, bigger smiles, close connection. I feel like sitting is the key with older, older kids too, because it just allows everybody to get close. And again, you have that freedom and intentionality to pose them exactly how you want them. Dad, lean in a little bit closer to mom. Girls, can you guys link at the elbow for me? You know, you can really pose them and they're going to follow. And there's something really rewarding in a session with older children, I feel like, you know, and, and, and that also leads to less calling after your session. I mean, there's mm-hmm. lots of perks to working with the older <laughs> kids that people don't acknowledge. Okay, I don't have 30,000 photos yeah. to go through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, I love that so much. Okay, I want to do... We're going to do a rapid fire in kind of wrapping up this episode. Okay. What is your favorite prompt, I guess, of all time that you tell to just... I would say since you primarily are shooting slightly younger kids, I, I guess it could be whatever. But your favorite photo prompt that you're like, if I had to pick one that I could only use this one for the rest of my time shooting, it would be blank. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, for sure I'd have them seated and Eskimo kisses are always a win. I wouldn't ask a 15 year old to do that, (laughs) but but Eskimo kisses nose to nose like that. Anything with connection like that close connection, because that always leads to really sweet and sincere smiles and giggles. Mm. And I love Eskimo kisses. That would probably be one of my favorite prompts. I love, I love that. that. I'm pretty sure you had me and Eloise do that. Oh, I Ugh. love it. I love it. So I cute. still just remember the, just savoring those photos. They're so, they're so amazing. Okay. She was next. so good. She was so little and she did so good. I, I mean, I don't want to brag. But my <laughs> children are great. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> next uh, question. Okay. This is kind of in the speed rapid fire, but okay. it's a deep question. So if you take your, okay. just, you can take your time. What is the biggest lesson you've learned in business? Okay. Wow. Yes. Deep. Okay. Um, okay. Oh man. If anybody follows me on Instagram, that's listening right now, they're going to be like, saw that coming, Corey. Um, boundaries. Boundaries mm. are s- such a powerful tool that we have to have as a business owner. Um, I would just want to encourage anybody to mindfully create them, honor them, and then 
hold no shame or guilt for abiding by those boundaries. I, yeah. I just feel like it's so brave to see entrepreneurs setting boundaries all at the risk of displeasing others because we, we have to destroy that idea that we have to be going, we have to constantly grinding, constantly working in order to be successful. Boundaries. Mm-hmm. As, a, as a business owner, I've just learned over time that without them, businesses can be so hard. It can be yeah. so taxing. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, that. Can, you can freaking self-destruct your life and your business yeah. without boundaries. Oh. Let's be yeah. real. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's really hard to have them and to stick to them. But once you get used to that and you start to reap the benefits of saying no or committing to only things that your heart is aligned with, yeah, the outcome is so worthwhile. And mm-hmm. I'm... I am here for them. Here for them. Amen. I love it. Okay. What is, I think you're a reader, Corey. Maybe you're not. I don't remember this. I'm not a reader. Okay. so bad. Okay. Then we're going to pivot this question. It was going to be, what is the favorite book? But I'm going to, I'm going to pivot the question. (laughs) What is a favorite TV show that you've been watching lately? Oh no, I really don't even watch shows. I am so Corey doesn't consume anything is what I'm gathering. <laughs> okay, look, okay, I tried to give you like a, a second option, and but a nope. But, okay, uh, I mean, I feel like more so books. Okay, let's let we can relate this to like my kids. We read every single day. I personally feel like I I've got a whole shelf book of like personal books, business books that I am very excited to read. But <laughs> right now, I'm reading. Uh, my my oldest is obsessed with a series, and I'm my teeth my previous teacher self is so into that right now. So together we've been reading the Magic Treehouse series, oh, my son ooh. and I, and oh, it's it's life-giving. So I do I do have a favorite book. It's children's book. Oh, so. Okay, <laughs> that goes so perfectly with the topic of this show. Also, I'm literally reading uh, the Read Aloud family right now. And so oh I'm like, oh, give me all of the yeah. children Wait, literature can, like recommendations. Can I, can I just tell you guys, I don't have kids and I still read kids books. Oh like, my God, I love it. I, I still, I will still read a Nancy Drew or a Hardy Boys. I will still read uh, like The Secret Garden. I will mm, read Charlotte yeah. Webb. Like I don't care if oh, those I are technically it. children's books. They are good literature typically and yeah. like a lighthearted, feel good read. So I just, I am with you guys without the kids. <laughs> yes. And Lindsay, I will read The Little House on the Prairie. Okay, yeah, I'm done. Lindsay's like making a hole right now. I'm like living through your Instagram stories right now, Lindsay, with all these books you're finding and thrifting for little kids. Well, that's okay. Literally what I'm just do. I'm just, this is my hack. Oh. I'm literally just reading The Read Aloud Family. I think she also has a podcast, like The Read Aloud. I can't remember what the Read Aloud show, maybe. I don't know. Whatever. I need to it, look it, into it. She has a book and she also has a podcast. I haven't listened to her podcast yet, but I'm listening to her book, her audio book. And like, it's really good just about like the value of reading out loud to your children. Mm-hmm. But at the end, like the last four chapters, she breaks down ages. So like zero to three and then like four to seven and then eight to 11 and then teenagers. So she breaks down all four of those chapters into like book recommendations to specifically <sighs> read aloud. Um, oh. And so I'm like, literally just like copying down every single one and then like going and thrifting them. So I need to look into that because that is like my downtime right there is reading with the boys. So I'm so into that. See, so you really are a reader. It's just I not in maybe the traditional sense of what you thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not what I would like it to be. Uh, you know, I have future goals, but for now, we'll just stick with the little children's series. This was so on brand for this episode. I just <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> 
I love it. Corey, I know there are going to be people right now who are obsessed with you as much as we are. I don't know if that's possible. So half as much as we are anyways, and want to either book a family session with you or learn from you, follow along with your family work, follow along on your precious little family. That is so freaking cute. All the things. So where can people find you, connect with you, all that? Okay. So, um, really simple. It's just CoreyButlerPhotography.com. That's my website, which will be revamped soon. So stay tuned friends. Um, <laughs> or, um, where I'm at most often my Instagram, Corey Butler photography. Easy I love it. Well, oh. thank you so much for being on the heart and hustle podcast and just giving your brilliant, just wisdom and juice, uh, for, for all things, family photography. Like I got so much out of this. I know, like not only I think will photographers that either are in the family niche or want to be in the family niche, I think people will get, if they listen to the show, which will encourage them to in the intro, don't you worry. But uh, <laughs> I think people should listen to this, even if they're just like a mom or a dad like that, that, because I think what you gave is really helpful for a person, like a client that would want to hire a family yeah. photographer to be like, let me hire a good one. Like that. Yes. Just yeah. Oh gosh. You guys are just the best. Thank you. And I love you so much. And I just hope that this serves all of your listeners so well, because uh, I just love what you're doing. I love what you're doing. And I'm so, so honored that you asked me to be a part of it. Well, ditto. We love you and what you're doing too. So thank you for taking your time. Thank you.